What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Trigger. This is Trigger's number 477 here on Tuesday, August 22nd. And as promised, we have managing editor of Town Hall, Spencer Brown, back with us after a long hiatus. Was this promised to people? This was promised to people. If Clearly, listen, I don't you know, listen. Yeah, yeah, Clearly, you listen, I, you know. Well, if I'm <laughs> we not, promised why it. would I? Yeah, that's fair. I, I understand that. Um, <laughs> my family hasn't been listening because I'm not on either, so they wouldn't. Have, oh, they wouldn't. Have Jan hasn't been oh, listening. I don't think so. She, she'll listen to this one. I'm on. Unbelievable. My dad Jan. might even listen to this one. Just turned Mr. 60. Mr. Brown just turned 60. To be fair, you. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. You get a live triggered, uncensored, super uncensored, all day every, every day. day. Yeah, so it's scarring. <laughs> all right, let's start up here. Biggest news, of course, is the GOP debate, and we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, the Trump Georgia indictment saga mm. continues. Uh, thank you for the correction on this sheet I had that he was going to surrender tomorrow. Actually, it's Thursday. Somebody's got to help you. It's close enough. Listen, it's close enough. <laughs> if he really wanted to upstage the debate, he would have surrendered tomorrow. There were reports initially that he was going to surrender on the day of the debate. Right. And there was even a report that he was surrendering during the debate. But unfortunately, the debate is so late that the court offices in Georgia are closed by then. Damn. The debate is late. Uh, Nine o'clock. I mean, I get it that it's like eight o'clock central, but well, and importantly, six o'clock on the West Coast, so they don't want it to be while people are all yeah. But nobody cares about the West Coast. Republicans probably should. (laughs) None of those states vote for us. We all really cared about what was going on up in the Northwest during the midterms when we thought we had a shot. Yeah, that's true. How'd that work out? Not well. Not well. Um, (laughs) Not so good. (laughs) uh, Yeah, so he's going to surrender on Thursday. Fourth time. I really kind of wished that he had kind of like themed these. Every time, you know, not not I didn't know that there were going to be four, but since you know TV is this thing, thinking back to Celebrity Apprentice and The Apprentice, kind of wish he had done uh, <laughs> like Act Two, Three, and Four. Yeah. yeah. Well, so he did some truthing last oh. night. Well, that was last truthing. night, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you read those this morning <laughs> in your reenactment voice. <laughs> But the well, all caps. Well, you have to you speak louder when it's all caps. Yeah, you know frequent. he's yeah. emphasizing it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he, like you said, we were talking about could he get himself into some real trouble here with this bond agreement? Is this the first bond agreement that he's had? Uh, as far as I, as yeah. far as the terms of it, yeah. yeah. The other ones were just like. Because he's not on own recognizance. Well, he's right? not a real flight risk. He's running yeah. to be the president of the country. Yeah. He's not going to leave yeah. the United yeah. States. Although, Although he joked about that in his One Truth last night, where am I going to yeah. go, Russia, 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 and get a suite in a golden dome, whatever, with Vladimir? Yeah. And then he could that would his, actually be kind of funny. He could get his golden great. showers. Oh, no. Oh. Well, listen, that's what the P-tape said. I didn't say that. No. Yeah. With the <laughs> finest hookers. Yeah. 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 Everybody knows anything about Trump knew that was a lie from the beginning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Sure but, as he is. but no, he could get himself into a lot of trouble because this is the first yeah. one that's it's not a full like cease and desist on talking about the case. Right. But the way Trump talks and the way these judicial officers have been viewing what he says and what he does it seems like it would not take much for them to rein him back in and call him into court and say he's violating this deal. Yeah. Well, and also like a lot of times this could be super subjective. Yeah, you know what goes is threatening the locale. Like right. if he insults Fulton County for being, you know, a Fanny Willis that dumb. Oh, God. For example, if he says that, is that right? Because yeah. apparently, by saying, uh, well, I covered it back at the time, but according to the indictment in George, doing things that are really not that conspiratorial will apparently land you a RICO charge. So if they're yeah. viewing things the same way that Fanny Willis viewed everything in the case, you know it. Rico. Telling people to watch One American News is apparently part of a RICO case. So if he yeah. says something about Fulton yeah. County, it, she could probably say, well, this is obviously a threat, and therefore we're you know suspending the bond agreement, and he's got to come to jail. The fact that this is a RICO case is all the more outrageous. Um, Good old RICO. It's not like what it was meant to be used for. I hope he and pronounces Rico when he talks about this. Rico. The way he pronounced Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> They hit me with a Rico case. You got to roll the R. <laughs> yeah. Man. Um, so yeah, we're gonna see what's gonna happen there. Uh, it's very interesting though how these trial dates all seem to be lining up mm. with key election <laughs> dates. <laughs> yeah. Um, and probably key debates as well. Although now, uh, segueing to our next topic here, the GOP debate 
which Trump now says he will not partake in any of the Republican presidential debates. He said debates plural. Which could mean just the two that have been announced so far, which are the two both are organized. Well, this one, the first one on Wednesday is Fox News Channel. The second one uh, in September out the Reagan Library in California is Fox Business. So there's always a chance he could choose to emerge later on. And and part of his strategy could be letting the eight people that cleared uh, the criteria for this first debate, just let them fight it out with each other and let them knock each other out and down. And then he can come in and maybe do sort of his closing arguments when it's just you know, one or two people. Mm-hmm. Well, so we've, we've kind of talked about this a little bit. Uh, my take on it is that actually what Trump is doing here is surprisingly the smart political move given his lead in the polls, although it's still a little move to not show up in debate. Uh, and old Trump never would have shied away from a confrontation with these people. He did, though. He did skip uh, yeah, but only, but only one because that was a like specific um, conflict mm-hmm. with Fox, right? Yeah, it wasn't because oh, I'm you know up so big in the polls, I got this insurmountable lead. The primary's over, blah blah blah. Um, so I don't know. Still seems I, weak. Yeah, it's very weak. It's I very think weak. Guy had a great piece today that basically asked the question of you know everybody hit Joe Biden in 2020 for running this basement campaign. Yeah, never showed his face. He never was in this public forum whatever. And obviously Donald Trump is not running a basement campaign. But if he's saying, you know, it's not worth my time to debate these people, he's kind of handing Joe Biden the excuse to say the same thing for the general. Um, if it's Joe Biden. Right. But and <laughs> it's also interesting. This is something a lot of people forget. But the RNC earlier uh, in this cycle actually withdrew itself from the normal general election debate organization, the Commission on Presidential Debates. Yeah. They said they would not uh, participate. Their candidates would not participate in a debate through them. So there might just not – there might literally not be any general election debates. Which would be very bad. Um, you know, I don't like the Commission on Presidential Debates. I think they're corrupt as hell. Um, but I do think there should be some – debates between the two major party nominees for the presidency. I agree. When um, you think back to the 2016 debates between Trump and Hillary, those were great. Those were yeah. insane with him just walking around behind her while yeah. he was talking. He would be in jail. Yeah, well, yeah. he didn't do yeah. that either. Yeah. Another, uh, you know, Promises made, promises yeah. not so Not kept. delivered, yeah. Um, so we'll see about that. And I agree with you. I think he, maybe he's really angling here to skip these first two. But what it's going to take is he's going to have to lose some support in the polls. Um, yeah. What I find interesting about the polls is that, yeah, he does have this huge lead. But if you actually dive into the numbers and, and look at, you know, kind of the solidness of his support. Solidness? Yeah, that's my technical adjective term. for it. Yeah, it's super technical. <laughs> um, if a lot of them said that him not debating is going to significantly shake their support of him. I think it was like a quarter of his support said that they would make it rethink if he wouldn't be willing to show up. Um, And in Iowa, that number is even higher. Um, So I think that this could somewhat backfire on him. Now, he does have the legal stuff going on, so that could counteract it. Who knows? But, like, that's not keeping him busy. He's not, you know, that's his lawyer's problem. But I mean, like, every time he gets indicted or this legal shit happens, his numbers always tend to go up or solidify. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of a sliding scale on both sides. I was talking to some folks with the Faith and Freedom Coalition earlier today, and they were talking about how among um, mm-hmm. faith-based voters, so much of the mainstream media gets wrong, how every time he's indicted and re-indicted and indicted again, it shows, it gives more credibility to Trump's claim that he's this threat to the left and their ideology and stuff. And so every time there's an indictment, he's viewed more sympathetic by faith-based voters, which I think surprises the mainstream media because they're like, well, he's, you know, in trouble with the law. How can these religious people support him? But it's like, that's not the point and they're missing it there. But I think there's also a sliding scale on the other side where like the reason people really liked him in 2016 is he was this fighter who was outside the realm of normal things and he wasn't playing political games. He was just being himself. And you look at, you know, in 2016, he went to the Iowa State Fair and was giving random Iowan kids rides on his helicopter and stuff. Right. Never shied away from a fight. He would yell at anybody, take it, you know, to their turf, whatever. And so I think it'll be interesting to see, like you were emphasizing, like where those two scales intersect and when they might give way enough where he would see a drop. 
but I just I don't know if I see him dropping as much as I see as the other, you know, the eight people that are debating on Wednesday night, as they start petering out or dropping out, I see other people's support growing. I feel like it's going to take a lot longer for Trump's support to start dipping. Sure. And so, you know, the eight who did qualify, uh, Ron DeSantis, Vivek the Fake, uh, <laughs> Tim Scott. Is that his official name on the show now? That's what Ron DeSantis is going to call him tonight, apparently, according to the leaked debate memo. Wednesday night. Whatever. My whole week's <laughs> Okay. Know what day it is? No, my are you what? Okay, I've been I've been all over the place here. Okay, so just listen. <laughs> uh, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence. He oh. made it. He made it. Look, here's the thing. A lot of people said that he was lying when he said it every single interview because he didn't make the criteria yeah. until the last minute. Yeah. A lot of people were like, "He's fibbing. He's not going to make the debate stage," but he did. Just barely. Yeah. But that's more than other people who said they that's did fair, make it when they fair. did not. We're going to get to that. We're definitely going to yeah. get to that. I don't think anybody beyond Nikki Haley should even be in this. I think I don't think Pence, Christie, Burgum, or Asa exclamation point should be in it. Um, but nonetheless, they are, <laughs> Asa, Asa. and that's and that's Asa. due to uh, the RNC's bullshit criteria. Oh boy! Um, what criteria would you set? Way higher than that. Two two percent. <laughs> How about like, we just double it to two percent? That would be well, a good the start. criteria gets higher as the. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. The but, whole idea is not to rig it like Democrats do, where they like handpick who gets. But the like, debate. there's Pence is not going to add any value. Christie is just going to be his usual Bush itself and have no shot. Christie, right? I would have been okay with Christie being there if Trump was there. But without Trump, he doesn't have his foil. He's like, just Christie is good DeSantis. when he's just being, you know, he's just going to attack DeSantis. Like, the Jersey guy ripping on Manhattan Trump. Right. And Burgum, I mean, he only bought his way on, which, I mean, good for him, I guess. But still, I don't think. That, I mean, they all did. Yeah. And, and Aza, exclamation point, who's like the worst rhino version of Jeb this go around. <laughs> I don't know how he managed to qualify, I, but he did. I didn't realize how terrible of a like Republican governor he was until Sarah Huckabee Sanders <laughs> took over and actually started leading like a conservative. Yeah. And I was like, wait, why is she having to fix all this? Yep. And it's like, oh. Oh, because he was a f***ing asshole. He was not <laughs> good at yeah. this. Like, she's taking over and she's like, education is terrible. All this stuff is terrible. She's digging into like water infrastructure to make sure like apparently having clean drinking water at schools is not a taken for granted in Arkansas. I'm like, what was he doing? <laughs> so I guess my question here with this debate is, is this in your projection, right? Is this actually going to have the juice to change anything in the race? Or is it just going to be another TV event for political people like us to watch and report on, but really has no effect on the overall race? I think obviously it depends on what happens, right? But like, right. can it shift? Before I answer that, a question for you Will Traffic Bridges emails sent come up with Chris Christie on stage? <laughs> Oh, well, that whole scandal was bullshit yeah, anyway. But <laughs> some good people went to jail. Bill Baroni yeah. was a good man. Yeah, never, that's never ridiculous. A lot of people felt. Listen, <laughs> New Jersey Chris Christie, I liked. Okay. Yeah. And I even liked, you know, twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen Chris Christie. But after that, he just—I don't even know what he's angling for. We need sides to carry water for the corrupt Department of Justice. Now. I'm like, okay, yeah, done. Yeah. done. I mean, anyway, it was feeding. Continue. <laughs> um. Anyway, so in answer to your original question before I just triggered all the jersey on both of you, yeah. um, I think the debate will be helpful for people picking their number two choice. Mm. I think what we normally see in Iowa, especially this early, is voters there change their minds like four or five times. And that's why you've seen historically the winner of the Iowa caucuses not ending up as the nominee. Yeah, And the people, the good Iowans, they tend to have a first choice and a second choice. And this time around, that's like the, the polling. There's a new poll out from the, you see that the morning register yeah. um, that shows that, you know, like more than two thirds of people have a second choice that they would quickly move to mm -hmm. um, depending on what happens. So again, Trump. And if you combine first and second choice, Trump and DeSantis were pretty much neck and neck. Yes. They were only like three points apart. Yes. But so. again, that, theoretically hinges on the first place no longer being yeah, in the running, yeah, yeah, which is yeah, yeah. seemingly not going to happen. The math is the math. But, um, but I do think it's – I also think uh, Iowans, be, as a Midwesterner from the superior state of Minnesota, obviously, <laughs> can say that Midwesterners, when it comes to politics, are far less 
inclined to like the angry fighting that sometimes comes out of debates. Mm-hmm. And we kind of want to see, we want to see people stand up for themselves, but we don't want to see you like go on. Like I think Chris Christie will get on the debate stage and we'll just spend the whole night attacking other people. Yeah. And that's going to be a turnoff, I think to a lot of voters. Even Ooh, we just want to get along. Anyway. Don't you know? Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Like it's not even that. Like we just want people who are, like Iowa does because of their status is like the first thing that happens do have in mind the fact that like the ultimate goal here is taking down Joe Biden. And so they don't want to see the whole thing just be about weakening Republicans bench. They want to see like, obviously that's the point right now is we got to figure out who's going to be the nominee, but they also keep in mind that like, this is not just a fight to be the nominee. Mm -hmm. You have to actually win. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody that listens to this podcast knows that I'm around the Santos guy. I'm going to be very interested to see what he can pull off here. Yeah. Um, because He's got to be ex- – like the expectations for him are already to the moon because his campaign so far has yeah. disappointed a lot of people. Like this is – and He's it's, it's hard for me to say because they're two of my favorite Midwestern folks and I've worked with both of them. But you have sort of the Tim Pawlenty, Scott Walker phenomenon mm-hmm. where you are absolute heroes of the conservative movement and end up still being that in the future. But – it doesn't translate to a national stage that well. Yeah. And I think that's what we're seeing happen with, again, check all the boxes for conservative leadership, principled, willing to fight for what you know is right, regardless of what the media or the political cost might be. But that just doesn't, for some reason, generally. Good governance. Yeah. Like governing well is not actually a prerequisite for running for president, apparently. Very interesting. Um, That's not, but (laughs) yeah. But I mean, you're looking at like Tim Pawlenty was the last Republican to win statewide in Minnesota. And I was in like sixth grade when that happened. And Minnesota was a great place to live. And now it is cold California, as I call it. It's just gone completely down the tubes. Wisconsin is having a lot of the same issues because again, after Scott Walker, they've got Tony Evers, these lunatics that are just like running it into the ground. And so you can clearly see that these people were good at governing, but it just, People voting in early states do not seem to care that you're good at running a state. Or you know, being a and good you know who I leader. started off supporting first thing in 2016? Scott Walker. Followed my trend. Yeah. I guess supporting good conservatives, yeah. you know. And that's the thing. So it's like he – so Ron DeSantis has like history that he has to defeat plus yeah, Donald yeah. Trump plus – like if he has one like Marco Rubio moment where he repeats a line, yeah, if yeah. he – stutters you know if he it shows well he's gonna have a tough line to walk because he's gonna have to like do all of the above of what you just said but also not come across as too much of an asshole because he's gonna be <laughs> taking all of the heat from all of these people yes especially they all want to be the number two yeah. right especially vivek the fake who thinks he's a number two but really he's just a flip-flopping scumbag who doesn't you know have who any real position entertains 9-11 trutherism though and yeah. whose apparent yeah. entire decision, depending on which reporting you believe, to enter this race was to sabotage DeSantis yeah. and ensure Trump wins the nomination. There was a shock. Yeah. I pretty much said that from the start on here. Yeah. Town um, Hall's been running stuff about that for since he jumped in the race, basically. Yeah, well, that's because... Because it was so like, suspicious. Right. We're like, what right. are you doing? Yeah, it's, You love Trump. Why are you running against him? Well, and and he was just like lifting these talking points from Trump. When in the past, he has not said anything of the sort. And if you actually go back and look at his record, I mean, it's some real slimeball shit. He, he, you know, he supports a like 53% inheritance tax yeah. in order to break multi-generational wealth. He loves to taxes. So, and he's a millionaire. And uh, like, I, I don't get that. Um, and has supported Does socialism in the past. I don't know if he has. Maybe he doesn't care. He has He's supported like, socialism in the past through that. Yeah. Um, he also has written favorably about Soros-backed people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in the pocket of Big Pharma. I mean, if you go back and listen to all these things that he said in the past and has written about in the past and is now actually getting confronted on some of it since he's, he's liking to say that he's in second place now, which he's not. I mean, he's just not. But he's liking, <laughs> he's liking to say that. Yeah. So now he's getting a little more tension, right? And he said some crazy shit about nine eleven. Um, you know, it's well, but people like him because of his interaction with that non-binary reporter, though. Uh, it's that type of stuff that, yeah. like, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna continue to listen to this guy. So, like, Even he's, he's, he's had some viral moments, yeah. yes, but policy wise, he's terrible. Everything Strong just mentioned, plus yeah. on social issues, mm-hmm. he's not great either. Like he said that he favors like limiting abortion to a certain point, but also is like, I don't think that's a federal thing. 
Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. again, there's a debate on that in the party, but, like, if you're not willing, like, most of the other candidates have come out and said that they support a federal yeah. limit. Mm-hmm. At least at a later, you know, weak yes. number, right? Yeah, they're not advocating um, for a ban like some Republicans have tried to say. Yeah, I mean, he's just not a, he's just not anywhere near a Republican. He's just trying to run as a Republican. He's, uh, you know, a billionaire who got bored. and Dangerous. He, yeah. Well, yeah, the, you know. he's, he's the billionaire Chris Christie of sixteen who got in just to kill Rubio. <laughs> well, he thinks he, he thinks he can be Trump. Right? Does he? I think he does. Does I, he actually? I think he thinks that he can like be the next Trump, right? The next billionaire guy who runs for president, uh, but he's not. And and Trump was a known quantity beforehand. And I mean, I mean yes, he was like literally a nationally and internationally known brand Everyone just as a name. Yeah. He had a hit TV like 99% show name recognition seasons. Like, yeah. Totally different. And that's of. why I think that the Ramaswamy phenomenon has occurred a little bit is because he was like this new unknown guy who people don't really know about. And I feel like now, as people are learning more about him, and we've actually even had a couple of triggered listeners who, at first, when I was constantly bashing on Ramaswamy, they were like, oh, he doesn't seem that bad. He's a nice and then guy. they actually looked into it, and they're like, oh, oh f- you're right. House it, of this, horrors. This guy is terrible. <laughs> this guy, we can't let this guy do anything. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, like if Trump is the nominee, he better not select him as his vice president. That'd be like the one thing that would really, really piss me off in in coming around to support the general nominee is if, if Ramaswamy's the vice president, like – I mean, obviously, he's still going to have to fight ninety three the election. Like, but like, I mean, that's yeah. that's always the same analogy everyone uses the fight ninety three election. Well, yeah. every election from now on is the fight ninety three <laughs> election because that's just what it is. Every like, election is the it, most important. Yeah, part of our lives. yeah. yeah. We, we've, been, we've been hearing that, but like, I mean, really, this one, like, if if we do get another four years of a liberal president, and it'll probably be someone worse than Joe Biden, it's not going to be Joe Biden. Like, and to. Nikki, one of Nikki Haley's best points this whole campaign has been a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for President Harris because yeah. he's not going to make it through four years whether yeah. he's incapacitated yeah. well, or takes himself out. There's I no way he's going to make it. That he's not going to be the nominee. That's still my theory. Well, so then the next option then is Newsom, yeah, which Newsom. is a yeah. disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do it's you, better for them though. I mean, they'll push off, piss off a lot of black people, <laughs> but I mean that's just fact. Like, but I still think that that's better for them than Kamala. Kamala is an overall just total disaster. She would lose independence by like 20 points, even to Trump. The good news is she's kind of incompetent, though, in ways that Newsom isn't. True. Like, Newsom has been very successful. Granted, it's in California, so he faces no real resistance from the state legislature or anything. And Kamala has worse people around her. Than Biden. Well, Biden for a short political, period of time, because yeah, last exactly. one, like eight yeah, months yeah, yeah. But Biden has these political operators who know how to utilize the government. And yeah, they yeah, they're still incompetent, but they are, you know, somewhat decent at getting certain stuff done. Uh, Kamala is not. No. And I also think in terms <laughs> of what the general ends up looking like, which is getting way ahead of ourselves, because yeah. the first debate isn't even until tomorrow. But looking at the general, the biggest argument, again, somehow, is going to be the same as 2016, which is look at the Supreme Court. And yeah. we cannot afford, if we don't have the Senate, to have a Democrat in the White House. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's true. everything that we've accomplished as far as ending Roe, ending administrative state power, all this stuff, striking down EPA rules and everything else, ending affirmative action, all of that could be gone pretty quickly. Well, yeah, I mean, the good thing is is that... Supreme Court justices are old, and all the conservatives are old. Alito and Thomas are getting up there, ironically, the two best justices on the Supreme Court. Um... But they're not like Can super, super old yet. Have we discussed the ethics of cloning and just having their? Well, you know, that's actually uh, why I like Thomas uh, is getting up there when you know those folks tend to drop down. It's true. It's true. Or, I mean, that's a fact. Yeah, uh, I'm more concerned about him for sure. And yeah. I, he likes to eat like me. He loves to eat. Yeah. That's terrible. He loves that barbecue. He loves that. We are doomed. He loves to eat. Alito is much more healthy guy overall. Um, Does he eat like five? Which is McGriddles in the morning. Town. No, I mean he he's like a skinny guy, and he's Italian too. So he's got those good genes. Good for him. Um, very rare that you find an Italian that loves to eat and is not fat. Um, so yeah, I mean it's very very much a concern. That's why I say the fight ninety three election. It's what it's going to be, and unfortunately, 
as of right now, we are running towards a Trump-Biden rematch. Um, it also explains why 2024 is going to be about more than the presidency. It's going to be like we have to take the Senate back. Yeah, if well, we don't take the Senate back, the Republican Party should just retire from national. I know there's still <laughs> that map. I that know. map is ridiculous. Yeah, limited. but there's ridiculously still, there's limited. still this narrative of oh, even if we lose the presidency, we could take the Senate. I can tell you that's not going to happen. <laughs> like it's just not going to no. happen. We thought we're that going, we're going. George, remember George, the red wave? Yeah, the big red wave what that Ronna promised. Yeah. The, Liar! Yeah, Ronna promised the red wave, and I just we got found those screenshots on my laptop again of those tweets. About yeah, the red wave. We got a little bit like a little uh, not a red even tide. <laughs> we got it was, it was uh, a squirt red gun. drip. Yeah, a red drip. Yeah, it was it's just sus. a little squirt of red Kool Aid. Oh. Yeah. All right, Gosh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Moving along. Yikes. Uh, but let's talk about You guys Joe. brought it up. No. 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 Yes, you did. No. Yes, Storm you did. That I was. Did. A, that was. Where's the midget stenographer? Go back to the record. <laughs> that, was, that was an uncensored moment there brought to you by Triggered. And if you want Triggered Uncensored, go to townhallvip.com. Use the promo code SAVEAMERICA for 50% off, and you will get yourself Triggered Uncensored. I promise you, money-back guarantee, you will love it. Wow. And that was your VIP promo for the day. A-plus. Uh, that was a nice little... We'll, we'll, have our, we'll have our gold promo later. No. Buy there's calls. no gold promo right buy now. Calls. Not financial advice, but as as I told you, we're going to get to the Bidenomics in a minute. Don't buy gold. Just send us gold. The market I want the gold. taking a little bit of a poopy. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. We're gonna get we're gonna get to the Biden arms discussion, but first let's talk about Joe Biden visiting Hawaii finally. Oh yeah. Did and it was, know it was his a total. entire family burned alive. Yeah, I know. And his house uh, and his Corvette and his cat. Well ironically fifteen years ago. Yeah. Ironically, that is the Biden clip of the day. Yeah, it's a doozy. That. And that. We got it right here for you. Senile. Roll that clip. I don't want to compare difficulties, but we have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. Years ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press. It was a sunny Sunday. And lightning struck at home on a little lake that's outside of our home, not a lake, a big pond, and hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the heating ducts, the air conditioning duct. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette, <laughs> and my cat. But all kidding aside, I watched the firefighters, the way they I responded. know exactly how you feel. I almost lost everything 15 years ago. When a small but- <laughs> kitchen fire <laughs> yeah. literally didn't, it probably didn't even file like a, Insurance claim on it. Yeah, they just replaced yeah. the toaster oven and went with some with Chinese money. You probably. Yeah. Uh, but your homes burned down and all your families died and your pets are all gone and there are still like 850 people missing. Most of them yep. children. They're all dead. Yeah, they're, they're all, all dead. dead. They're all dead. Right. You know? And and so my almost almost <laughs> losing a little wing of my mansion plus a car, an old car, and a cat. <laughs> Is like you losing your kids and grandparents, and yeah, family. and your entire livelihood. Yeah. Your entire, exactly. so your many people, it was destroyed. It was their house burned. They lost family members. They lost where they, yeah, where they lived, yeah. and they also lost the business that they ran because yeah. so many of them lived yeah. like across the, street across the street from the business that they owned. And that's the same as him having yeah. a lightning strike his house and like blow the transformer on his toaster yeah. oven. And then on top of it, he wanted thanks <sighs> for the federal government assistance to these disaster victims that he asked of, for. Of seven hundred dollars per person, right? Which is not enough for a flight off Hawaii. A total sure. of I think ten million dollars when he can spend twenty four billion on Ukraine. Yeah. That's great. Great guy. Yeah, great guy. Great, and so the number of times that he has like again, everybody in the mainstream media is like, he's he's showing empathy and he, he can relate to the American people. I'm like, no, he cannot. No, he the story doesn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. And the number, like, literally every single time he gives a speech, any like whether it was when the thirteen service members killed in Kabul, yes. like a year ago this week, yes, or two years ago this week, excuse me. Like every time there's death involved, he has to mention Bo Biden, and he uses the exact same phrase oh, every yeah. single time. It's like yeah, a yeah, rehearsed yeah. thing, and yeah. talking about how you have this dark hole inside your chest that's sucking you in, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like we understand that this yeah. happened to you. But this is not 
the same as most of these situations because every time he's yeah. in one of these situations, he's not talking to people who had a good bit of time and knew that their loved one was dying and had yeah. time to say goodbye and get their yep. affairs in order. These are all situations where somebody is tragically killed, whether it's at H. Kaya in Kabul yep. or in a fire in Hawaii. It's not the same thing, and it's not actual empathy. It's yeah. just BS. IED. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Brain cancer. Like, no, it's not the not same. Comparable. And the only time he doesn't tell that story that way is when he lies about it and yeah. says that he died in combat died or whatever combat. he says, which is also not true. Yeah. Well, let's also not forget the fact that he totally passed out during the Maui Memorial. Oh. He, he, he's the, he's those, out like a light. He was in the throes of the sleep jerks, yeah. and there was nothing yeah. seemingly that could pull him out. Yeah. Like. The sleep jerks. It, it, yes. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. When you're like, <laughs> I'm falling. There, yeah, yeah. We've all been there, whether you're it's in falling, church, yeah. or dinner, <laughs> or in a meeting, or whatever. I understand it, he had to go. I'm not saying, like, he should go, like, as president, you have to go to... No, I think it would have been better if he hadn't gone. Because what did he do? He took a break he took a break yeah. from his beach vacation where when asked about it, he said no comment. No comment, yeah. Then he embarks on his next vacation to Tahoe at, like, a billionaire house. I yeah. think it's the one, isn't yeah. it? Tom, Tom Steyer. Yeah. 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 So, like, very relatable to the American people. Uh -huh. Goes to Hawaii, literally flies in, sees things, flies out again, doesn't late. even spend yeah. a day there, and goes back and starts another vacation. There's been 22 days in August, and I think he's been on vacation for like 18 of them. Yes. Well, remember, he works like a half a day. Which is better like for America long. that he's on vacation because he's not destroying it even more. Yeah. But That's true. nonetheless, it would be nice to have a president who's not like a it, dementia-ridden retard. It's total garbage. <laughs> I can't remember when it was. I think it might have been last Friday. He tweeted that he's like, I've instructed all like military yeah. whatever in Hawaii to aid in recovery and whatever. And I'm like... Just now? Yeah. You're, what now. was that not as soon as the fires were like, yeah. these are out of control, this is a there bad are 10, situation? There 10,000 Marines what on, you, on Maui. They're what, not, they're not, they're what are you doing? distributing aid yet. Well, like, and so, this, you know, this is like the political angle of it. But if you dig into what happened with these fires and the total negligence of the government. Shocking. Well, with yeah. these people. The government the mismanaged leaders. resources to the detriment oh, yeah. of their people. So, That's never happened. So, Meg, you've been writing yeah. quite a bit about oh this. Oh, my God. Uh, Everybody can't do their jobs. You had the the emergency official who didn't activate the sirens. Yes. Right? Yep. Can we discuss this? I have a question about his explanation. So, oh. <laughs> in Hawaii, they have these sirens, which, yes. like, growing up in the Midwest, we have sirens, but they're for tornadoes. Yeah. Which don't designed. have tsunamis or earthquakes, whatever. Right, yeah. But apparently in Hawaii, they're only used for tsunamis. Yeah. But how often does that happen? When was the last tsunami in Hawaii? Where there was actually not a, a full tsunami, but like a tsunami warning yeah, where they sounded them. And his excuse was, oh, I thought if I sounded them, they would all run inland instead yeah. of to the beach. And well, I didn't well, want to. Oh, but it got like, worse. It, it, it was, they, we, we, we wouldn't have saved them anyway. Right? So I just, it doesn't make sense because yeah. it, like, here's the thing. If it's like nighttime and you're trying to like alert people that something bad is happening. Yeah. That's why you have a siren. Yeah, like yeah. if a siren goes off here and it's a clear day, I'm going to be like, okay, it's probably not a yeah. but I'm going to. We're like probably about check, to get nuked. I'm going to check for like an emergency <laughs> alert and see what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, I don't hear a siren and immediately like take an action and run inland yeah. or go to my. Well, so that's what they're supposed. That's what the residents are saying. Where the f was the alarm? Yeah. Is, who yeah. is this? This yeah. isn't the same guy that was responsible it's for not that. Not the water guy. Not the water no, guy. No, the guy who was responsible for that emergency alert. That there was a nuke inbound. Who did that? Who's it was the same office. Same office. Okay. Same so, office. Yeah. so these people. I don't think he yeah. was around at that time. But yeah, it. I mean, his explanation, like. You know, it, it's pretty weak. And it, well, the fact that he I resigned can, the day he gave the explanation yeah, tells yeah. you that it's not a real yeah. no yeah, yeah, excuse. Yeah. I mean, like, that is what the sirens are meant for, right? And that is the instruction that they're supposed to do these things when you hear the sirens. Because with the tsunami, you know, time is extremely limited, right? Yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah, like yeah, a couple gotta, minutes. You got to go. Yeah, yeah you got to yeah. move. So, uh, you know, I. I I go back and forth, but yeah. like it, it was bad, it was and bad. the way he phrased it was terrible. Bad side man, and he was, was like, "No one would have lived anyway." Yeah, and while that may be true, as <laughs> an emergency say, manager, don't say that. Don't say that. that. Yeah, you just don't. Say also, that. The, you, the mayor of Maui is the is a deer in the headlights. Mm -hmm. Cannot give an accurate account of how many missing children there are. Just mm -hmm. froze. The Maui Times and the local media can't get anything from anybody. From, mm -hmm. from the Maui Police Department to the governor's office. The governor's office, Josh Green, decided to get all huffy because of how everyone's dragging his response, his, his disaster response, going on some tirade about how social media is the root of all evil. 
Yeah. What, and how on the ground reporting is intelligent. That's intelligent reporting. Social media bad. Yeah. And I'm like, well, CBS this morning had a horrible on the ground story about a, about a boy who was hugging his dog when he burned alive. Yeah. So it, it, it's an all around disaster. No one can no one can communicate at all. We'll yeah. have the, the, the Water Commission guy who was caught before talking about equity regarding these resources and then dithered regarding releasing some of the reserves to help the firefighters. Mm-hmm. We have Wine Electric who were blocking the escape route <laughs> for people fleeing the wildfires. I understand they're clearing power lines, but once that was done, they could have like gotten out of the way. People were saying, get the out the road. Yeah. That's a quote. Like, oh, can I not park here? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Well, and did you see the email from FEMA to the non? There was a nonprofit that's going to Maui to help with yeah. relief, and FEMA sent an email um, saying, "Pause on posting on social media and elsewhere new imagery of damaged disaster debris." Oh my god! And so it's like they know that everybody from FEMA on down knows yeah. that the optics of this are mm-hmm. a disaster. disaster, and they're asking a nonprofit that's going there and like expending resources to Terrible help. Water. Yeah, is not allowed to like post photos of what they're doing to help people. That's a great segue because speaking of FEMA, <laughs> Korean Great Poupon also <laughs> embarrassed the Biden White House by saying that the Maui survivors should go to the FEMA website for assistance. There's no power. They can't. They can't access. There's no. They can't I'm access. They didn't, right, yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing they didn't bring their chargers, laptop, hotspots, yeah. etc. with them. Exactly. When they were running and, for their lives. And you know what's really bad when CNN has to correct your live on air. <laughs> well, they, they haven't. Uh, they haven't set up the mobile cell service yet. I don't think so. Oh, like the no. mobile towers that they have. Yeah. So uh, there's no water to people. Clean water is not available. It's it's and now apparently isn't there a tropical storm incoming on the island? Uh, right now too? I don't know about that. I'd have mm. to check, but. There was a storm that was like inbound for Hawaii. Yeah, and everyone was like, oh my, it's, it's coming. Like, yeah, it's not yeah. like a yeah, devastating storm, but it's like enough weather yeah. that will make it When there's it burnt out cinders to, everywhere yeah. and no right shelters. Now, it's an island. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I will I will give FEMA a break. Like, what? You know, it's not it's not easy to mobilize a, a rescue operation for someplace like this. Now, yeah. Biden definitely made it worse when he went there yesterday because the, <laughs> the videos of everybody stuck on the road, yeah. they couldn't move while he yeah, was flying over close, them. They had to close oh. everything. Like, there's yeah. limited roads. There's no way for them to get through. So it's just overall a shit show. Um, but, like, the whole water equity thing, it, oh, it's like, right, right. yeah, it, I, 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 it's only going to get worse. You're going to have to release those reserves. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, what like, the like, what are you doing? They dithered around for like five hours when yeah. they could have been saving lives by not releasing. And then the they dirt. just chalk it up as well. It was an email communication error. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. Whoops. Yeah. Right. Over a hundred people dead. The deadliest wildfire. No, it's, it's over a thousand people dead. Over it's a hundred confirmed. Well, I'm, right? I'm just going by. It's a hundred yeah, confirmed. I'm, I'm gonna, but everybody knows I'm, that if you haven't found the person by now, it's been two yeah. plus weeks. Well, they and are, they've only identified nine. They're ash. Yeah. yeah. They, you're so burned up, you're yeah. not going to be able to even use dental records for this because they're going to be they're ash. Gone. Yeah, they're yeah. Just ash. Terrible. Yeah. So, um, what else do we got here? Smorgasbord. Uh, let's do Biden crime family real quick. Sure. Uh, you wrote about this, Spence. The charges against Hunter Biden have been dismissed. Yeah, so it's like a pro forma thing. So because the plea deal with Hunter completely fell apart under the most basic of scrutiny from the judge in the case, <laughs> being like, I'm sorry, what is this? Um, because it was assumed by apparently everyone, including courts and the prosecutors and everyone else, that the plea deal would be agreed to. They were just doing it in Delaware because that was easier than going somewhere else. But now that he had to plead not guilty um, because the deal fell apart, they have to file the charges in a proper venue, which is, unsurprisingly, either D.C. or California, which is where the uh, prosecutor was trying to file charges back in 2022, but was blocked from doing by the Biden DOJ. Mm -hmm. So what they had successfully blocked, I guess, at the end of uh, last year is now exactly what's going to happen. Uh, what's interesting, though, is it seems like Hunter's attorneys are nervous that there might be, in addition to these same charges, it's the tax one specifically, that in addition to those charges that were filed as misdemeanors initially for the plea deal might be filed plus potentially new or different charges. Yeah. And so they're already laying the groundwork saying, well, the facts of the case obviously only supported this then. So if there are more, then it's clearly like a witch hunt. Mm-hmm. So they're trotting out that excuse to try to be like, you better not charge him with anything more serious now that he, he's not getting a plea deal. 
but I, it is my hope that they throw the book at him yeah. for everything, especially including the gun chargers, because if Joe Biden is so serious about cutting down on illegal firearms going to people who have no business owning them, it should start with his own son. Of course, that is overly optimistic, <laughs> yeah. given the way the yeah. justice system treats people with the last name Biden. But a guy can hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. They can. <sighs> I don't know. But yeah, so as of now, Hunter Biden is not facing charges for his tax crimes. Uh, but those are expected to be refiled soon. And again, it'll either be California, where he lives, or D.C., where uh, they also have venue. Mm-hmm. We will see. Uh, this plea deal, though, more information that comes out about it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I yeah. just love that the judge was like, and what do you understand this plea deal to be? And Hunter's lawyers were like, immunity forever. For everything. <laughs> she yeah. was like, huh? And we find out now that the threat that Hunter Biden's lawyers used yeah. to foster that deal was what, Matthew? Was, you read about it. They were going to put Joe Biden on the stand yeah. and create a big spectacle, a constitutional crisis potentially, and – Which they should have. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, put well, him up there, swear him in, make him what? sweat like Amber yeah. Heard on the witness stand. And we already but, knew these guys were great. But Joseph Ziegler and Gary Shapley, the two Iris whistleblowers, as soon as that testimony hit, all of a sudden the language of the plea deal started to change. It went from, you know, oh, well, listen, they said this on the Hill. So he cannot buy any ammunition and he needs to inform authorities if he ever leaves the country. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, of course, the original, like, to get this thing going, it was, <laughs> we have to make it seem like there's no political interference with this plea deal. Yeah. And then these guys go on the hook and they like, start it's influencing the plea deal. So, um, you know, Weiss is, you know, the you know, two-faced this. I, I refer to him as Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harvey Two-Face. Harvey Two-Face because yeah, he tried to bring charges twice and was blocked, but he also allowed the most ser- some of the most serious tax violations to lapse through statute of limitations. And he also won, apparently, Hunter Hunter to walk altogether. So yep. now he's a special counsel because this isn't a fixed investigation at all. No. At all. So, Which is the weirdest <laughs> thing that like you look back at what the initial, again, like the whistleblowers were saying, like, oh, yeah. Weiss wanted to file charges in California and D.C., but was blocked twice by the Biden DOJ. He asked for special counsel status and was denied. Yep. And now he got both of those things. And we're like, oh, this is great. But then, as you said, we find out that Weiss was like, oh, I don't yeah. think we need to charge him. It should be yeah. from somebody outside like, the, the DOJ. Yes. It's, so, it doesn't seem. It doesn't those two are heroes because yes. Shapley and Ziegler destroyed the plea deal. And now, you know, it's. Um, which honestly, obviously, there's already within federal law whistleblower protections, but I feel like this proves why we need to like bolster those and create an easier way for people to blow the whistle. Because if you look at how long it took for this to happen, like this investigation was going on for years and yeah. years and years, and the fact that whistleblowers yeah. never felt or were never contacted or never it actually came yeah. forward until the Republicans took control of the House, yeah. we need to have an easier way to get this out for people <laughs> to be able to file stuff yeah. and be like, hey. This is some shady nonsense I mean, going on. The good old I mean, government. We only found out Ziegler's identity on the day of the hearing. Yeah. He was Mr. X for months. So, yeah. um, whistleblower X. Yeah. That's the corrupt government for you. Yeah. So now, you know, that. now no one's really laughing about it because the plea deal <laughs> collapsed and, and because, you know, House Democrats couldn't discredit or debunk these credible witnesses. So, around and around we go. And well, even the, even the losers on CNN and MSNBC are saying, uh, this is going to be a problem for Joe Biden yeah. going into the next election here. Um, They've been and, calling it the blind spot. And, and they're like, oops, there was Hunter back here making tens of yeah. millions of dollars million, for family, yeah, yeah. for the big guy, and we forgot to notice Well, it. the other day went on Jake Tapper's show, I think it was, when he was like, well, Trump was right about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and specifically, I'm, also, Biden was wrong. And yeah. I'm sure Jake Tapper... He was dying inside saying that because <laughs> he's a hack. Storm, storm, but, storm. But this is a story about a father's love. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. dare you? Yeah. Now, is that as strong as Hunt, or, uh, Joe Biden's love for his uh, oh, boy. Uh, the daughter he showered with? That's Ashley. true. Ashley. Yeah. yeah. Or is that a little bit different kind of love? I think it's probably as strong as Hunter's love for cocaine and Parmesan cheese. Oh. And M&M's. And M&M's. Yeah. Uh, Chateau um, Marmont. All right. Let's diaries. Let's talk about a little bit about Bidenomics here, oh, um, because uh, Spencer's 
besides me, Spencer's the one who pays attention to the economic data here yeah. for us at Town Hall. It's not great. Uh, yeah, that's the best one anybody to know. <laughs> it is not great, Bob. I've been told this is the greatest. What Robert? Who's the the, the Clinton Treasury? Uh, Robert Wright. Robert Wright. Oh, yeah. This that's is the dumb. strongest yeah. economy that I've ever seen, and I was. Uh-huh. <laughs> What we learned is he's been a moron his entire life. He's yeah. also kind of a pygmy. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have, yeah, they could say that employment is strong, right? The labor market is technically relatively strong. Uh, you still have some issues with uh, underemployment. Um, you have some issues with people needing two jobs just to be able to survive to live. So that's part of the reason <laughs> that the econ- you know, the labor market's strong, air quote. But when you look at wage growth, no, real wage growth's negative. We have growth. Well, so (laughs) the Biden administration and everybody in the mainstream media has been like wage growth is positive, but it is positive for the first two months after more than 30 or 27 out of 30 consecutive months had negative real wages. Right. So just because all of a sudden after more than two years of making less money, you all of a sudden are making more than inflation. Mm -hmm. You're not in a good financial situation because your credit cards are already maxed out. The interest rates are through the roof. So you can't pay those off. Student loan repayments start in a month and nobody like Americans have great economics. Now it's like, no, they don't. They've been suffering for two years and you expect them to just all of a sudden be like, Oh wow. My wages are now finally keeping up with inflation, which they're actually not. They're keeping up with inflation on a monthly basis. But again, Mm -hmm. as everybody's like, inflation is falling. No, it's not. The rate of inflation has slowed down, but you're still at more than 16% inflation since Biden took office. You're not doing better now than you were two plus years ago. Mm -hmm. Not even close. But hey, take your, uh, take what you're given from Joe Biden and enjoy it. Well, here, yeah, here's the thing. Like they, they coined this phrase, Bidenomics. Well, and that was their retread of Build Back Better because Build Back Better failed for the first two years of the administration. There was no, there was no building. There was, yeah. there was nothing. We and there was no back. back better. We never yeah. built back. Yeah, exactly. As I covered in every single jobs report, it yeah. was like, oh, look at which sector of the economy. It's still this many hundred thousand jobs below what it was in February 2020. This yeah, before the is pandemic. Down, like yeah. everything he had not built back and had definitely not made anything. Like you can't make it better if you haven't yeah. built it back yet. And but, so now they coined this bullshit Bidenomics phrase, <laughs> and they're going to try to run on this in 24 of the economy being great and strong. Like, I don't understand how they're going to do that, given people realize what's going on here, right? Like, consumer confidence is down. People say the economy's not in good shape. They say the country's going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's one of the things that worries me the most when you look at the, these polling, right, the general election polling, and in a hypothetical Trump-Biden matchup, you know, Trump's up, I think, in the real clear politics average of like 0.8%. But like, he should be up five, right? If the economy is this bad and people vote on the economy, and you see that the border's a disaster, and you can go down the whole list of everything that's way worse off Mm -hmm. than it was under Trump. And the fact that Trump's only just that slightly ahead and has just as bad favorability as Biden. There you go. Well, if you vote on the economy, Joe Biden would lose. But obviously, it's not right. just that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wrote up how... Uh, We're going to be doing this abortion issue again, that's for sure. Oh, There's yeah. a new AP poll that showed... So, like, a month and a half ago, the White House was like, Joe Biden makes his case best when he's speaking directly to the American people where they live. So that's why he's been going all over the country doing all these Bidenomics events, mm-hmm. touting this supposedly brilliant economic plan that has actually destroyed the economy. And then going on vacation five weeks after. Right. <laughs> um, this is something that a lot of Americans can't afford to do because if you're hourly, especially, you can't take two weeks off of work because you're not going to be making any money. Um, <laughs> but the AP poll showed that still, after all this supposed like Joe Biden taking his message to the people in a way that will influence their thinking on this, He's still viewed worse on his handling of the economy than he is overall, and it hasn't changed at all since he went on this little road show to try to convince people. So Americans are not buying it because, again, Joe Biden showing up in wherever he's been, you know, Nevada, New Hampshire, wherever he goes, saying this is the best economic recovery ever. Anybody who hears that is still sitting down for dinner that night wondering, are they going to be able to pay their credit card bills? Can they pay their mortgage? What are they going to do when their student loan payments kick in again? The next like, grocery bill. Yeah, they can't afford any of that. So they're like, okay, Joe Biden said this, but like they're not feeling it and it's reflected in the polls. So again, if the election was solely on the economy, if it is really, it's the economy stupid, then Joe Biden's going to be a one-term president. But unfortunately, there's way more at play that is 
there was poles buoying him to the point where... How do you say buoying? <laughs> it's a Seinfeld thing. It, Elaine says, oh, "Boy, yes. his spirits." Yes. <laughs> Jerry's like, "What?" <laughs> you know, you know, I love the pronunciation yeah. game. Um, <laughs> Nonsense! Uh, come on anymore. Well, you're always welcome here on Trigger. I think you'll be back Thursday, right? We'll We're see. gonna do debate review segment. We'll, we'll have see. our clips, a big, big clip show. Oh boy. Um, big clip energy. Think of the clips. Yeah, <laughs> all right. A total clips of the triggered. Oh, that'll be the title right there on Thursday. Got that already ready for you. Show Jim. me your clips. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's do our quick smorgasbord here. Uh, this is definitely a mad headline. Hundred uh, percent. That's not true. Oh really? I mean, I, I, it's totally mine. Yeah. Okay. So why don't, <laughs> so why don't you tell us? What- well, remember back in April, Clarence <laughs> Thomas was embroiled. Yeah. In a scandal because yeah. the, a black man went on vacation. Mm-hmm. So apparently they're not allowed. Yeah, to do apparently that. the black Barack Obama. Yeah, only Barack. Yeah, yeah, only Barack Obama who killed his personal chef. What? Who said that? Um, yeah. yeah, allegedly. We have part two. August tenth talks about this luxurious yacht cruise that he took with some of his, you know, fat cat friends, and mm-hmm. uh, the boat never left the dock. He was on it for thirty minutes, took a tour, and was like, <laughs> "Oh wow, nice boat," and then left. So no, there was no yacht trip. He was offered these luxuri- a luxurious golf invitation, which he turned down because mm-hmm. he doesn't play golf. <laughs> and then he, you know, point like I said, supposedly exploited. Big guy, he yeah, doesn't look to be playing so- golf. <laughs> supposedly exploited some football tickets at his alma mater, but they were only sixty five dollars. Not like these sweet, you know. Bu- uh, yeah, so he didn't have sixty. That's nothing. Yeah, he didn't. That's have, how much parking yeah, costs at the four fifteen. <laughs> Is the dollar amount which he has disclosed, like you know, gifts? Oh my god! And you don't have to disclose gifts from personal friends, so yeah, because he's a friend. Yeah. So oh this story, if, if you didn't, if you don't know about the story, it's because it never went anywhere because the same dumbasses who peddled the original April. Oh my god! A black man went on vacation story. Tried to do this again and just died. Yeah. So Jesus. yeah, it was a line by line, like you know, evisceration in the Wall Street Journal about how all this is wrong. So, where yes. Sonia Sotomayor has her staff from the court go yeah, around yeah. universities and bully them yeah. into buying her books and, for and events and for a, millions of dollars. And there's receipts to all that. Yes. Yes. So, oh my God. Jesus. But no impeachment for her. Yeah. Remember, this is all about impeaching Clarence Thomas. So, mm-hmm. the left's you know, most hated black man. Uh, we got another one here for Matt for sure. Uh, <laughs> CBS News makes a hilarious error on this report. Oh yeah, they referred, they referred they referred to Joe Biden as the former president. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. was meeting with the the Korean and Japanese, uh, you know. Oh, for their historic, yeah, yeah for their historic yeah. trilateral uh, one, agreement. I can't. You mean it focused on contingent security in the Indo Pacific yeah. agreement, which and doesn't trade. once mention China? Know, yeah, exactly. So maybe we should trade. you know yeah. notice that. But so it was a photo. it was a photo op of him doing something. Camp David president. That'd be like getting together in June 1944 and not yeah. mentioning the Nazis. Yeah, exactly. Like, jeez. <laughs> Oversight. Yeah, so, just a minor. That was, um, that was a funny era. Like, former, oh, so they're already you see pushing bad, out the door. You see how bad he looked? I mean, he looked terrible. He always does. And that's, he's at his, like, resort. Yeah, I can't. Point. He, like, and nice they always place. do this thing where they put him outside in the afternoon. No, it's not good. And he doesn't... He melts. He, he doesn't... Yeah, he doesn't... Um, he doesn't wear sunglasses. Which and is weird because his whole trademark is his aviators. Right. And then he, right. they yeah. sat and they're like, just go out there and be and he squinty. Just squinty, yeah. 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 Well, he looks like Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, no, he looks like the banjo kid from Deliverance. Uh, <laughs> just older. You've seen that, right? You've seen that meme? Where yeah. That oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> it's his son. It's the seventh grandchild. All right. Let's just keep going down this list of mad stories here. Oh, my Lord. Uh, if this happens during Trump's trials, Oh, yeah. The left is bound to go yeah. insane. What's yeah. going to happen? Well, remember, they, remember, they want to throw him in jail. Remember, like they, they all like they're hoping that this guy goes to jail, all right. even if he wins the election or something. And like Jonathan Turley was like, eh, no, not really. <laughs> you can't. That's not going to happen. Sorry. No, that's, and that's what I've been saying yeah. is like, even if they convicted him on all this yeah. shit, it's not like he's going to Leavenworth. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, where was Martha Stewart? And also he's that like, white collar shit. Yeah. Even Camp that, Cupcake. He's probably not going to go there because the Secret Service is not going to allow that. Yeah, and he probably he would be on house arrest. At what I would bet, yeah. at Mar-a-Lago in Bedminster. Yeah, and like yeah, for someone yeah. like Trump, you know that would be mentally very yeah. tough for him. <laughs> but 
physically if yeah. he still has it's his just, servants. Yeah. It's, like, just, yeah. it's just it's just never gonna happen. Yeah. So sorry. So I know I forget what what's her name yesterday on MSNBC, mm-hmm. their legal analyst, was like, I hope he goes into a dangerous, dirty prison in mm-hmm. Fulton County. And it's like, yeah, again, that's just not gonna happen. <laughs> um before I get to my favorite one on this list, which we're gonna save for last, uh Let's talk about this electric truck issue. Oh, my God. Because oh this was a good God. one that you wrote. Man's yeah. hellish family trip with an electric truck is a warning oh. to all about these vehicles. And everybody knows I am anti-electric yeah. vehicle. So, yes, this man buys the, the Ford Lightning. Which is not cheap. $85,000. The truck that Joe Biden drove around yeah. in. $85,000. Uh-huh. He had to – now, to charge this thing, he had to upgrade his power grid in his house, which uh-huh. cost $6,000, plus yep. the charging station at the house and his and his place of work, which was $10,000 each. Uh-huh. So this man is in for $130,000. <laughs> he's in Canada. Let's go. He's in Winnipeg. Let's go to Chicago, 1,400 miles. Mm-hmm. This car didn't make it. There's it died. The battery died. It had it to be died. pulled. Had to be towed to a nearby Ford dealership where he rented a gas <laughs> to finish the trip. Which he and should he, have done in the and first he place. He said it is the greatest scam in, in the modern era. And of course, Ford responds saying, well, inclement weather can impact the driving range of these uh-huh. electric vehicles, which yeah. we've been talking about. And yeah. it's like, oh, so in places where it's cold and whatnot, so the wintertime, these vehicles just die. And ironically enough, just yesterday, Ford reported their Q2 results oh. in which they took a $4.8 billion loss on the electric vehicle business. Yeah. Mm. If <laughs> Ford wasn't selling so many gas-powered cars, this this division would have been folded up oh, yeah, the, done, like, yeah. months ago. Yep. But, you know, yep. yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, it's, it's about those tax credits and the, the vanity project and, oh, showing green people. Like, hey, hey, look, look, look. All right, and last but not least here, the AMA, the American Medical Association – Suggest taxpayers should fund uterus transplants. Oh, you know, it's about time. Ugh. Is that the same as a sheenus? sheenus? No. 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 It's the opposite. The sheenus is it's Dylan a- Mulvaney, right? Maybe. Is that how that works? I probably don't know enough about oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the whole tease thing. Is no. Like, yeah. uh, no, this is um, this is like part two. After this that. is a uh, – I'm trying to think of how do you how do you conjugate uterus with a male pronoun? Yeah, he – a heterus? It's a heterus. It's a heterus. <laughs> so this is something that's not done, keep in mind, between just two biological women yeah. uh, currently. Yeah. Would this even work? No. I don't think so. I think <laughs> so there's, there's not – the way God has designed men, <laughs> there's not like a space in the <laughs> – there, there's not like – it's not a blank space that you can just fill in with. You're not a like. You a, can just plop a uterus in it's place. It's not of like the, Legos. You can't. Yeah. You can't just <laughs> click in a new piece. It's not a Tinker Toys. Okay. Oh my uh, god. This is like Yosef Mengele. What's Yeah. And it's also so in any transplant. Also, transplant implies like you're replacing something with the same thing, and that's not what's happening when you put a uterus theoretically into a man. Right. But um, in any sort of procedure such as this, there is often a lot of rejection of the new organ or part or yeah. or whatever, and so you got to deal with that. That that's if there's room. Mm-hmm. Then um, the next question becomes: What exactly are they to do with it? Because I don't really know how to explain this, but the plumbing's not there to hook up a uterus inside a man. Yeah, no shit. And so it's, um, if it, like it's unclear, is this a part of a larger procedure that's just literally turning a man into a woman by means of like zombieing body parts into him, so uh. such that he has the pieces that are reserved for women? Um, but it's also not going to work. Like you're if you put a uterus in a man, that man is not suddenly going to be able to carry a child. Yeah, well, I mean, For example. Hey. And apparently it has You're to do You're certainly not pushing it out. No. The hips don't I, even exist no, for that. that's another situation <laughs> where there's just no room in the inn. Um, Have you ever seen those videos where- What? Like what? The, no, not of that. <laughs> Whoa. Of the, like, it's the anthropology professor where a student asks him, if you found a skeleton in the wild, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you unearthed a skeleton. Yeah. Could you tell if it was a man or a woman? Yes. And he says, yeah, of course. And, like, the half the class laughs at him. Yep. And he's like, what are you laughing about? Like, it's just a scientific These fact. are the people who never watched the TV show Bones, which was yeah, a brilliant great show. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, there's just there's no way. And apparently it has to do with, oh, this is a good idea because it helps um, biological men who believe themselves to be women get over the mental anguish of knowing there's not a uterus inside of them. And I think those are mentally ill. Yeah, I think you might be onto something. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> put them in the might, shipping container yeah. and send them to an island or oh, something. Oh, boy. That, Maui. They need help cleaning. Oh up. man! All right. Well, if you clean up the island, we'll give you your uterus. Oh, we wow. just crossed the hour mark, so we're going to call it for today. Uh, no, we didn't. No, that's not true. Well, once, yeah, it will be for them because they just got the full clip. <laughs> <laughs> they got the full clip earlier of Joe Biden going full hinga. Um, that's not my fault. You didn't time out shots well enough. Well, anyway, we're going to be, uh, of course, back here on Thursday for the full debate recap version of Triggered, the big clip show. Uh, we'll be here probably with the Spencer Brown. Oh, I wouldn't miss it. Um, I wouldn't miss it. And of course, we will have full, full wall-to-wall coverage for you at townhall.com of the debate. Uh, these guys are going to be doing a live blog tomorrow night, minute by minute, and maybe, analysis and maybe, updates. Maybe we'll do a live blog. You're, yes, we are. Well, yeah, man. <laughs> He's doing a live blog. Yeah. Don't ignore him. It's called we do a little live blogging. Um, and so we'll have full coverage for you. And coverage of Trump's non-debate Tucker yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not going to watch that, but I'll read your story if you're writing it. <laughs> That's all um, I really want. I don't care if you watch it. You want not. that page page view. Click, yeah. click on everything. Click it. Um, all right, so we'll have full coverage for you, townhall.com, and we will be back here on Thursday. We're over the hour mark, Storm. Oh, my God, for another episode of Trigger. See you. <laughs>